Welcome to Coon Hunt University Podcast. This is your host, Mason Bush. Class is now in session. Coon Hunting University would like to welcome their new sponsor, Joy Dog Food. Joy has been a major contributor to the dog hunting community for decades. It's family owned and operated in Southern Illinois. Whether you need puppy food or feed for adult working dogs, Joy has you covered. Check out their Facebook page, website, or give the office a call to decide which blend best suits you and your dogs and find a local dealer near you. Joydogfood.com or give them a call. 800-245-4125. Welcome to Coon Hunt University Podcast. This is your host, Nathan Bush. Today we got something a little different. Uh, I got my buddy Seth Brigitte on. How you doing, Seth? Pretty good. And you, Mason? I'm doing good. Seth called me today. He said he was going to put a bounty on me. Boy, caught me. If, uh, if we didn't get the tables turned and let everybody hear my story. So I needed to get one out right here at the first of the year. So uh, I agreed. I'm going to try to tell everybody where I come from and how I got where I'm at now. <clears throat> First off, uh, Seth, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm from West Jefferson, Western Jefferson County, living close to Jasper now. I've uh, got a five-year-old daughter, a two-year-old daughter, my husband, construction worker, and uh I guess a friend of Mason's. So. That's right. What is it? I guess I've known you about 2018, I guess it was. So five or six years now. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, when I moved over here to Walker County, you know, you was living right down the road from me, about hell, less than a mile. And uh, we started hunting together a little bit then, not much, but, you know, here and there. And uh, I guess I knew about you longer, but I guess that's where we kind of got close enough that our circles kind of intertwined, you know. That's right. That's right. I was living there at uh, was JT's roommate at the time. And, uh, man, I don't miss them mountains. I know that. Oh, oh yeah, get used to it. You get used to them. If I had to move back, I think I'd quit. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, if you had to move back, I'd probably lose some of my places because once you left, I got to hunt some of the stuff you used to. So. <laughs> That's one of my better spots, and it, I cringe just thinking about having to hunt them now. Man, I tell you what, I got in a mess over there the other night. I got down there past the campsite, and my dogs got on top of that uh, that big hill in there on that reclaim. I figured they were up to no good and got way past that campsite, and my buggy broke down. He was in a mess. I was. Fortunately, our buddy Joby got up out of bed and come and got me. Joby's a good one. Yes, he is. <clears throat> well, um, like I said, we're going to. Seth wants to ask how I got started, and I told him we could do it. So, ball's in your court, Seth. Well, you know, my thing with Mason is, you know, he. You judge the world hunt. You're judging the biggest hunts in the country. You know you've you, you've made it to the I, I call the pinnacle of the sport. You know, and and there's nothing against anybody that that uh, 
that has, you know, I mean, I, I, plenty of people has helped you along the way. I'm not saying they didn't, but, you know, a lot of these people are there. They're, they've got somebody paying their way, paying the showery and, and, uh, you know, you've, you've gotten to where, you know, you own this podcast now, you, you judge the PKC world hunt finals, um, you know, and, and you've got there kind of the old blue, blue collar, blue collar way, you know, and I'm not saying those other guys didn't, you know, but I think it's just, it's cool where you're at now. And, and, and I know where you came from and I, and I know, you know, what you had to do to get there. And I, I just think everybody deserves to hear it, you know? Well, I appreciate you asking me and appreciate you letting me on your show. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we, maybe I can uh, do as good a job as you do. But, uh, <laughs> but no, go, go ahead, man. Tell us, uh, <clears throat> tell us your first memories uh, of cutting a dog loose. First thing I remember, um, my dad and stepmom, I lived in Havelville, Alabama at the time. Uh, I grew up in Jasper, you know, I was 10, 11 year old and my dad got custody, me and my sister. And so I moved from Jasper to Haleville. Uh, both places are, when it comes to hunting are hell on earth, a lot of cutover, a lot of thickets, um, bluffs, steep mountains. Not ideal for training a pup or or having a good coon dog. Um, I think I was about fourteen, mate. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen, I guess. And uh, they, I'd mentioned about wanting a coon dog. Don't know where it come from. I'd watch where the red fern grows, but don't really know where that come from. And <clears throat> I'd mentioned wanting a coon dog, so. I got surprised with a red bone and it actually popped up on my memories today where, uh, where I'd got him. That's, that's, that's kind of crazy. Popped up on my Facebook memories today where I'd got him. So that would have been, I think it said 2010. So that's, that would have been 14 years ago. So I was 14 years old. Um, I got him and it was months before I ever even got to go hunting. I didn't know anybody that even coon hunted. Finally rounded somebody up to take me. I went a few times. Uh, Terry Kelly, he's he lives there in Haleville, Alabama. He took me for the first time, and I remember the hunt. Very, very good. I remember exactly where we went. <clears throat> he had a little young dog off Extreme Insane X, a little female. She went seven, eight months old, and we cut a cage let coon loose, and uh, mine nor his got a treat. <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember if we made any trees that night, but for some reason, I was hooked. I ended up getting around some more coon hunters, and a man named Perry Dodd took me. He had a little English female called Ann, and uh, she was the first one I ever seen tree coon. I remember exactly where we was at, <clears throat> Airport Road in Haleville. I could about take you to the tree. She'd got lost that night, and um, we, we only thing he had was old beep beep collar. So we drove around for a while. Finally got reception and, and got in there to her, and, and got that coon knocked out. And after that, man, it was on. Uh, I ended up getting getting another dog later on off Conager, uh Gary Martin's old dog, uh, Joey Hyde. 
he took he took me to my first competition hunt. Joey Hyde and Heath Hill, and uh, Joey ratted that dog up for me, and I hunted her for a little while, and she was tough out of the truck. But after she traded that first coon, you wouldn't catch her for hours. Um, and it was a few months after that. I got the uh, shorty dog. He was off the Tequila Sunrise Wipeout Zebby Cross. They made their cross multiple times. Me and Ashley Hopkins talked about it in his podcast. And um, I guess that's where Sunrise kind of holds holds tight to my heart. Um, but that's where Shorty come along. And I guess I was hunting Shorty the first time I ever won a cast. I, it was me, Derek Miles, David Haynes, and Gary Martin out of Jasper. <clears throat> and we treated two or three coons that cast, and I think I won with 225 plus. Um, but I I won just very little with him. He wasn't a very consistent dog. When he was on, he was on, but when he was off, it was it was pretty rough. Um, Derek Miles ended up partner up with me on a shorty and we, uh, we ended up winning about a thousand or so with him and then I ended up selling him later on, but I guess that's where my, where my early years of, of coon hunting began. Yeah. You know, you said the, that shorty dog had the made tequila sunrise close to your heart and I kind of wish sometimes I wouldn't have started out with a blue dog and made them close to my heart <laughs> it gives me some headaches sometimes buddy mm. but uh, right. times are changing times are changing we got we got a tricolor over here so yeah but uh I had a lot yeah so I hunted a lot, I hunted a lot more dogs <clears throat> in my my younger days uh, I hunted a lot for Derek Chris Ergo helped me a lot along the way in my younger years. Uh, trying to think, Brian Sparks, I hunted some dogs for him. But uh, as far as my teenage years, I and Johnny Turner. Johnny helped me a lot when I was younger. Uh, JJ Kilgore. <clears throat> that's a, all. That's the a Jasper bunch. But when I was when I was a teenager, that's that's really the the group to, to kind of cut the mold you, for me push you in the right direction i reckon mm -hmm. so um so what how old are you now when you when you sell shorty 18 uh 18 just shy of graduating high school he's about i think he's about six years old at the time i won the 2013 state youth championship with him in Ozark, Alabama. I won the open event the night before. Um, I drew out with a man named Andy Phillips. Actually, I drew out with his wife, and Andy walked along. And Shorty put on a show. I think he treated two cones, looked real good. And he told me if I ever wanted to sell that dog, let him know. And at the time, I was high on life with him. And I guess a few things changed later on, and I decided I was going to sell him. And I called him and told him, that I'd give him first dibs before, uh, before I sold him, before I put him up for sale, and him and Wayne Scott bought him right then. And I ended up hunting him a little bit more later on for Wayne, but 
he just <clears throat> he never was just a real consistent dog looking back now i wish i'd have had a few other things checked maybe thyroid or tick disease or something because he'd he'd go in spurts you lay him up get him out he'd look good but i was young didn't know much so it is what it is you live and you learn yeah and i mean thyroid wasn't a the topic then that it is now you know no so uh, so after after Shorty, what was eighteen year old Mason do next? Um, I think I hunted for Chris Argo for a little bit. That June or July after I graduated high school, I run for a uh, youth ticket. Just first two or three days out of the month, I I won a couple casts and then got the final four of blue tick days open event hunted off and got second so i'm sitting at about uh i think about four hundred dollars first week of the month three or four hundred dollars first week of the month and i think i go that following monday and want to win another cast so i'm i'm sitting pretty good right real quick early in the month and i don't remember how much i ended up winning six seven hundred dollars that month and open event money i guess and he got me a youth ticket back then they had the youth handler showdown which kind of like a truck ticket but they take the uh the 12 kids from from each month and they hunted for a hunt at uh, winter classic when they still had it over in um i think it was columbus mississippi philadelphia somewhere down in there well um i guess i'd had a puppy off shorty at the time and i'd been talking to dustin weed and he'd wanted the puppy, and I'd hunted with a dog he had. He's called Mr. Sunday. And uh, I guess the night or two before the world hunt, that uh, that, that fall, uh, me and Dustin and Ward went pleasure hunting. Just, I can't remember, right there close around Salem, and Sunday put on a show, looked real good. And uh, I don't know, something kind of stuck in my mind. I wanted, I wanted that dog. I know he didn't have too much in him, so I was going to try to get him. Well, <clears throat> me and Dustin ended up trading Mr. Sunday for uh, for this pup. And uh, that pup ended up turning out to be pretty good. I think a pleasure hunter ended up getting him, and I ended up hunt, hunting with him once he was done seven, eight, nine-year-old. And Looking back now, I wish I could have got my hands back on him, but another thing, you, you live and you learn. I didn't have no business for training a pup back then i got sunday and i don't know me and sunday was was tight sunday was sorry i'm talking about sorry he's mean i'm talking about rough didn't hunt too good but i could win with him don't know how i'd take him to a hunt and everything seemed to fall my way he'd tree a coon when i needed him to i didn't have him but about a month and run for a truck ticket and got it <clears throat> don't know i guess i used all my luck back then because i sure can't win a cast here lately well yeah i know i've heard you talk about sunday before i mean i know he, he was a special one for you too you know mm-hmm. um i uh i ended up selling sunday to dennis taft and uh dennis sold him somebody and man in i think virginia ended up with him and uh i ended up getting him back right before the truck hunt and took him over there and got my eyeballs beat out by hillbilly deluxe 
I think Hillbilly ended up getting in the Final Four that year. But uh, on tap beat him. Hey guys, next time you're in the market for some new hunting supplies, head on over to Conkey's Outdoors. Whether it's a light, boots, dog leash, Garmin, or any other kind of hunting accessories, they can take care of you. Conkey's is a family-owned business that strives on excellent customer service and guarantees fast delivery every time. The next time you're over in Hastings, Florida, stop by or give them a call at 904-692-1568. Thanks. But uh, about that time I, I got on with the railroad, this would have been 2015. Truck hunt was, yeah, truck hunt was February of 2015, and I think that following week I went to Atlanta, Georgia to start on start with the railroad. And I, I sold everything when I started with the railroad, and I guess uh, a very uh, busy lifestyle uh a demanding job always on call it's it's hard to train and hunt a dog right and it's hard to take care of a dog when you when you're gone for a day or two at a time so sold everything and uh, I, I didn't turn a dog loose for i guess for for about a year i was coming home on a train one morning from atlanta georgia and uh i was gonna be off for two or three days and it was on a Monday morning, about five o'clock. We was pulling into Birmingham, and I saw where Super Steaks started that night. I got the itch. I said, "I want to go to Super Steaks." So I called JJ Kilgore, and he had a dog called T Rex. It's off Chris Ergel's uh, chip dog and a Zev again female uh, that JJ had. And this this dog would have been a two year old at the time. I took him up there and just. Uh, I got beat the first night, hunted him the second night, um, and and doubled up. The first cast, I only thing I needed was a circle tree, and he run all cast and got treed with three minutes left. Big old big old oak tree on the edge of cornfield. That's all I needed. Got in late round, treed the only coon, and like I said, this was on Tuesday. I've I've doubled up. Well, uh, we get to Friday. And he trees a possum, trees a slick, and um, just falls apart. And, but that's that's the only time I'd ever, I guess, cut that dog loose prior to that, and then didn't cut a dog loose after that for probably three or four years. Yeah, I think I think T Rex is still kicking over there at JJ's house. I, no, he uh, he he's not. No, they just had to put him down about a month ago. Okay, well. I was hunting Jacob me went hunting JJ's son went hunting the other day but you know Jacob but uh and he had a puppy the other day and I thought it was out of T-Rex but I, I might be wrong yeah well they um they had bred him not long before they had to put him down and, and okay had, so, had so had that a, puppy is out of T-Rex yeah got a good litter yeah. off of him eight or nine pups yeah good looking pup real, you know real real thick you know real stout little pup mm-hmm Yes, I guess. I guess you said you didn't cut a dog loose for a while. I remember when me and you first went hunting, I guess you were living over here with JT, and and I guess you were hunting some of JT's dogs, one on and and I remember you were you're borrowing all of JT's stuff to go, you know? Yeah, I was having to bum all his uh, stuff. So. Um, Don't feel bad because I got a pair of boots in the back, a pair of his boots in the back of my truck right now. So. <laughs> oh, he's a good one. He'll let you borrow anything. 
Uh, I guess that would have been 2018. I got to where I was <clears throat> riding motorcycles and drinking a lot of beer and doing a lot of partying and chasing wild women. And um, I, I didn't have much luck catching them. Yeah, you know, no. And I guess just going down the wrong road, really. And uh, I don't know. I woke up middle of the night and had a dream. And something told me I need to. Something told me I need to get back to my roots. I don't know where exactly that come from or what. I don't. I don't remember what the dream was about. And uh, it. I, I woke up in the middle of the night and and something was telling me I need to get back to my roots and get back to coon hunting. And it's uh, like I said, that would have been fall of twenty eighteen. I've been. I've been at it about about ever since. That that next day, I called JT and he told me he was looking for a dog, and he had bought one a few days later from West Strickland, uh, Winona. And I'd never hunted with this female. I picked her up from West in, in Birmingham. I took her straight to a hunt in Russell and won. Uh, it was just a just a little thirty dollar hunt. Don't even think we treated coon, but. You could strike she her. Was toting a hunter. She was toting a hunter strike. I <laughs> yeah. promise. Yeah, you could. Uh, you could strike her as soon as you cut her loose, and uh, she's gonna be by herself and just tree her when she got treed. And uh, yeah, I, I ended up getting getting her in a, a pro hunt and over in Mississippi. Not too long after that, I uh, I, I think she treed the only two coons in the cast. I know right out of the truck, everybody. I think I got treed with a coon for 200. Them other three got treed for 100, and all three of them left. So I had a 300-point lead in the first 10 minutes of the hunt. Then ended up treeing another one. But uh, not too much long after that, I guess, when, when, when me and you got hooked up. Funny story about Winona. You know, I hunted her son from JT, too. Not a lot. You know, just here and there. And... and uh, I don't, somebody was hunting her one night at a hunt out of Jasper and I, I had her beat. I got treated again. Uh, I don't remember how it shook out, but when I was going to get a coon to beat me and, uh, my dog gets treated down in there and Winona of all things comes in and backs mine. Ain't no way. She, I've never seen her back a dog. She come in there and back that back me to beat me by a quarter. <laughs> No, that's that's something you wouldn't go see her with another dog much, but I just knew I had that cast one, and here comes my known and backs me. She had a knack for winning, though. She did, and and barking. Yeah. And barking. Yep. Now I, I I don't know if I'm jumping too far ahead, but I did. Then they had uh, with CHKC, they did the truck hunt up here in Jasper. I know you hunted her in the truck hunt, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that would have been February of nineteen. Okay. And uh, by that time, me and Dwayne Boyd and Little Bill Cox had done got hooked up, been hunting a little bit. And I'd, I'd hunted Pete a little bit. That's where I got introduced to Pete. Uh, I actually had my cast one with Winona early. I had a piece of a coon out of the truck, and then she traded her own. And then she made a slick and gave it back and got me beat. So uh, then I, I, I took Pete late and... Uh, won that cast um 
should have been in the final four of that one, and and I I cost myself that cast uh, some bad storms coming in, and I just made a bad call. I didn't know Pete real well at the time, but another one of those things where you live and you learn. It all it all happens for a reason, I guess. Uh, I actually after that I I got kind of I was pretty hard on myself after that after that cast and I didn't hunt for a few months I guess that had been in February and I don't think I hunted again until about August or September I got Pete back out and uh, took him to the world got him in shape took him to the world hunt won some early cast and um, got him in a pro hunt right then and a few other things and I remember that run you went on to get that truck ticket I remember you had with Pete I remember yeah, that hot there with him. That was later on, though, wasn't it? That was just uh, two or three months after. Um, I noticed he got to acting a little weird. harder. I got to hunting him, hunting him. He, he got to looking bad, and I ended up taking him to the vet, and he had tick disease, and they said it was pretty bad. So I had to lay him up for a month and run some antibiotics to him. He, he come, he bounced back. He he got to looking good, and this would have been about early January when I got him back out and. Come February, I I think it was February 20th, February 21st. It was the last week of February. I didn't have a dollar one. I went and doubled up at a, at a legacy in Beaverton. Got 440. Went to Houston on uh, Wednesday night. Won my cast there. Then took off to Arkansas that Friday. I think I went early and late at a $50 hunt there, and then doubled up at another legacy hunt Saturday. I think I ended up with about eleven hundred dollars that last that last week of the month. Got a truck ticket. And it he uh he went on a good little run there. That was his time of year. I'm coons were rutting. Um a lot of I don't know, a lot of dogs struggle that time of year, but then roll running coons was his was his time of year. I remember it's probably before you ever hunted with Pete. I, I was down in the lounge one night and I don't know who I went down there with. Probably Johnny Morgan, I don't know. And we right into Dwayne and uh somebody I, my dog got treed or something and Dwayne had cut once mine got treed, I was in there treating and Dwayne cut old Pete loose and I didn't know he cut him loose and uh not long after he uh he cut him loose, I knew he had because he was Got that mouth open. Mm-hmm. And that dog come running by me, and I have never seen a dog move through the woods like that dog did. Like, just how fast and just on a mission he was. Yeah. He was, I, come out to the, I come out to the truck, and I said something to Dwayne about it, and Dwayne said, yeah, I'd have liked to have seen him when he was three or four or something. Yeah. And I said, buddy, I wasn't on the hair up when he was three and four because I couldn't have kept up with him. <laughs> I'd love to have another one like him now. He'd bark always by himself. I'd like to have him goons. Had a good nose on him. He uh, he was hard, very hard headed. Probably the most hard headed dog I've ever I've ever owned. But uh, I I really liked him. He, <clears throat> we actually uh, a buddy of mine in South Alabama got him right now, and he's. He's blind. He can't hear. He's uh, getting down in his hips. We actually fixing to have to put him down as bad as I hate to. 
Oh, man, I hate to hear that. But that brings me to a question I was going to ask you. Have you ever kept one long enough at your place that you had to you had to bury it? Nope, not one time I have haven't. <laughs> is that is that too attached to them? What what's your what's your school of thought there? Hadn't found the the right one. What? No, I just I don't know. Because um, I'm I've been more attached to Pete than probably any of them. I got a little young dog I, I probably like more than anything I've ever owned and, and would not sell him. Probably, I'd probably go hungry for I sold him, to be honest with you. But um, I don't know. It just, once, I don't want to seem like they're expendable, but once I really can't hunt them as much anymore, it's it's hard for me to, to keep them right here. And I'm on the road a lot, so it's hard. It's hard for me just to leave one here that, that somebody else is going to have to come take care of or that I can't take with me all the time. So uh, Garrett's got a – my buddy Garrett Melvin, he's got him down south, and he's bought some land that had a, a big fence on it, and he kind of lets him just uh, – lets him out in that pen, lets him run loose some, and let him, lets him get a little exercise. And, and he hunted him up until, uh, I guess, here lately. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I know Bubba Sullivan and them hunted together not too long ago. And uh, I guess Bubba didn't put two and two together because, you know, Bubba, you know, hunted with Dwayne some of them down in Lounge. And mm-hmm. I guess he didn't know he had Pete. Or I don't really remember the story, but Garrett pulled Pete out of the box. And Bubba was like, wait a minute, you know, that's yeah. Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Garrett, he's, he didn't really have nothing to hunt at the time. And he just wanted something he could go tree coons with. And, I seen him. Uh, I seen him. Him. So. All right. Well, that kind of puts got got your timeline in order there, and we we've talked about Pete and Winona, and I guess right. I guess before you left us and went up to heaven on earth, West Tennessee, you bred Pete and Winona, and you had a litter out of the, out of them. Mm-hmm. I guess that was about right. That was not long before you left, right? Yeah, it just, um, when I moved up here, the only dog I had was Brandy, and she was about uh, 13 months old, because they were born, I think, in July of 2020, right after COVID started, and then uh, I moved up here in August of 21. Okay, that's right, because we, we went to the uh, the truck hunt junction, she and tr- we carried her up and pleasure hunted her. At my place in Kentucky, not the pro hunt, the truck hunt. Yeah, it was truck hunt, a junction yep. truck hunt. Mm-hmm. Junction truck hunt, and we hunted in that, and we uh, we took her up and pleasure hunted her. That was right before you. I think you were getting ready to put your house on the market then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she chewed that cone out there behind the boneyard. Yeah, I um, that was I think that was one of the first cones she had treed for me. I, I remember knocking it out, and uh, I. I I was kind of torn between her and her brother. And uh, a buddy of mine down the road here still still has her brother. I was kind of torn between which two I wanted to to put the pressure on. And at the time, she was a little bit more far along and uh, ended up being the brandy dog that Josh Michaelis and Jed, Jed Finley has. That Josh cut. Josh and Jed both cussed her on the on their podcast. So, 
very hard-headed dog um got moved around good though I, back then i mean even as a pup she moved around good yeah yeah she's always moved good if you can keep her off in bad tracks um got the heart that could pull a freight train but got don't have much sense to go with it yeah i remember she kind of reminded me of one on the way she moved around a little bit you know one on would get by herself but the few times i hunted her it wasn't like it wasn't her priority to get away from everything to get by herself you know she she started hunting a little bit quicker than some of those by themselves dogs you know and it seemed like brandy did that a little bit too right but now now that brings us to her brother what was her brother's name oh uh long tree comanche long tree comanche now when you named him that did you know he was gonna be long tree or were you worried that he might be a short tree dog Long tree, long money. That's all I know. The great debate on social media. What is a long tree dog? Um, that was kind of an inside joke. There used to be uh, a page on Facebook called the Southern Coner, and I don't remember who it was, but somebody got on there was asking. I guess somebody had a dog for sale or something, and somebody got on there asking if it was a long tree or short tree dog, <laughs> and uh, I don't know it it took we just took it and run with it and i used to get on that page and fire people up i'd get them upset uh just they didn't know any better that i was just picking at them and but uh looking back now it's it's funny it was funny then too but um i i don't know but it that's uh uh, my buddy Scout Key's got Comanche now. He's been hunting him and had been looking pretty good. He he looking as good right now. Coons are starting to den up around here, and he ain't having as many. But you talking about a big hunting, barking son of a gun? He'll do it. He struck when you leave the house, huh? Yeah, he ain't gonna bark in the box like his daddy would. But uh, you cut him loose, it ain't it ain't. 15 20 yards he's gonna bark and he ain't gonna shut up until you cut and pull him off that tree <laughs> if i remember he's he's kind of ticked up big had a big old mouth yeah got a real big mouth looks like an english dog a big old built dog he he wasn't when he was a pup he's a little slender built pup but he's turned into be a just uh to me the way a dog should be built got a big old blocky head just built like a brahma bull to me that's something about Pete. I always fascinated me about Pete is Pete from his, like his chest, it was so thick and his legs were just, just solid all the way down. You know, he, he was built different than, than most dogs today, you know? Yeah. Um, and he kept a good bit of his tone up until he was done 10, 11 year old. But he was a good one. I wish I had another one like him. Um, I don't think I'd trade what I have now for him. I know I wouldn't, but not saying that this one's better than him. I just, I guess I'm just more attached to this one. But right. Pete was just. Well, you a, raised him from a pup too, you know. Uh, no, I didn't get him nope. until he was about nine months old. Oh, the one you have now? Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought you had him as a pup. Um, but I've had a few other dogs since then. Uh, I was thinking, well, it was a pro sport hunt. I remember one of the first ones they did, you were hunting from boys down around Tuscaloosa. Yeah, um, night moves. Night moves, that's it. I, uh, Steve Nix, 
and he's done he actually done this for that chkc hunt we talked about a while ago steve steven uh steve nicks would get, would buy an entry and I, I don't know if this was his plan to begin with but he'd buy an entry then just call me and say hey, i got an entry for this hunt find your dog let's go <laughs> and uh that's what he done for this for this hunt too out there in arkansas it was a crocus bluff arkansas truck hunt 2021 and um i had pete at the time but he wasn't really in shape not not really what i wanted to take out there and i called jason gillen pranky pate and they they let me take moves and i didn't know the dog at all and he's got a to me he's got a a mouth that blends a lot and he don't have a and he's i don't know how old he is now but he didn't have that great of a mouth he'd out hunted a lot big hunting dog but took him out there i got lucky i think he treed two singles first night got me and i beat john strickland doug compton and travis tate drew out with some good dogs uh i thought john was gonna get us and he took a break here and it everything fell my way and just uh just how it goes second night i made a gutsy call out of the truck everything went, uh we just no, i don't think anything barked out of the truck and we we walked up and stopped and just couple of dogs barking deep i just pitched and got the strike for a hundred he uh he ended up treating a coon by himself got 200 on it and then that's all it took uh i drew michael ward nick brady and justin davenport in that cast and it was a very competitive cast we uh we had some excitement in that one but anyways uh got the late round um this is the final four. All four of them are mojo dogs. You had Justin Perryman, Maggie Morgan, Scott Engel, and me. We had uh, Night Moves, Electric Rodeo, uh, After Dark, and Centers Like Me. All four are mojo dogs. Well, I treat cones fry the truck 50 and 100, then make a den 25 and 100 before everybody even makes a tree. Then I, mine blows out. They've they go to making den trees. We get in water uh about waist deep. Judge calls a timeout. My dog's like one point two across muddy uh muddy chilled field. I about didn't get back in an hour. And that that's a break it really it really hurt me. If we couldn't have called that timeout I, I should have won that truck. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I was following the play by play there and I, I don't remember. I, I knew somebody else drew the cone and I knew when they called timeout, it was going to be tough because I was going to put Hunter Strike back in play. And I knew, you know, I don't remember the scores, but I knew that, that it was going to be tough for you to pull that thing off after the timeout. Yeah. Um, like I said, I had 150 and everybody else had just made den trees. We was, uh, so everybody, they were striking back in for 25 and they were all sitting at zero. So somebody was going to have to treat two coons to beat me in, in about 20, 25 minutes. They caught a timeout. My heart just sank, but there wasn't nothing I could do. I got in there to him and got back out, and uh, we ended up moving spots. And uh, Justin's dog treated coon. I think Maggie's dog treated coon. So I go from, uh, uh, what, what did I go from first to third in a hurry? And uh, about 30 seconds left in the hunt, moves loads up as we're sh and <clears throat> we're shining rodeo's tree. Moves loads up, we can hear him. I tree him, and uh, has a den tree. Uh, Should have had a coon. 
just the way the cookie crumbles, the way my luck goes. I gave you a chance. Yeah. He should have. Like I said, he, sh he made two trees that, that didn't have coons that, that should have. They, they were dens or had a, a hole or nest. I can't remember, but he missed a little bit too much for me. Uh, good dog, but just, just missed just a tad too much. So, uh, and I didn't, I didn't hunt him too much more after. I think, well, I hunt, I doubled him up in the world hunt that following fall. I think I got him in a pro classic right here around the house after I done moved back up here or moved up here. Yeah, I was about to say, that's about the time you left us and went north, huh? Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I ended up getting him after I done moved up here. And I know I got him in a two or $300 pro classic one night and then, um, and I doubled him up at the world. And we had a shootout. Me and J uh, Jake Renegar had a shootout. We treed two or three coons apiece. I think he ended up treeing. Mine got out of pocket. He ended up treeing one more coon than me. But uh, we had a good hunt. And that's that's really all, all I hunted of moves. So. Now you, at this point, you moved to Tennessee. You're... I remember, I think you started working on a farm up there when you first went up there and ended up getting on, I guess, with the water board, if I remember correctly. There is a gas company. Um, gas company, okay. Yeah, Kevin Robertson was the one that got me to move up here, and uh, he actually just helped, asked me to come up here and help him with some hay. I got up here, and I, shoot, I liked it. So... I got my house sold and found me a house up here, and here I am, nearly three years later. Um, I'm trying to think. That would have been about August or September, and uh, I really the only thing I had around that, that time there for about a year or so was was Brandy. I hunted her hard, and. Uh, you know, I said, got on with the the gas company, and uh, not too long after that, I met Kitty. Me and him got to hunting. He and he uh, he bought Brandy, and uh, I think I hunted started hunting Sleazy. Uh, the, the Heather Island bunch had her ward center up here, for, and I I went a little bit with her, uh, quite a few casts. Got her in Tennessee River Classic, a few smaller hunts around here, and. Uh, I liked her. She didn't have much of a mouth, but she was a coon trayer. Um, and then after that, I bought Wipeout Jackson. Uh, Brad Mitchell had you, it. <laughs> Go ahead. You've told, you've told me many times, she's probably one of the, take him out pleasure on, probably one of the <clears throat> or most enjoyable dogs you've ever turned loose. Yeah, yeah. If I, um... If he was hunted up, and he wasn't a dog you could pass around, he, he had a few loose screws in his head. He was a little rough. Um, but if he was hunted up and been here for a little while or, or just anywhere, whoever had him, but if he was hunted up, uh, man, if, if somebody told me or had a gun to my head and said pick a dog to go tree a coon, that's probably one I'd pick. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a dog like that. And actually, you helped me you helped me buy him. Um, you found him for me. Old Wesley Hastings had him, and and 
he was one of those men you take him pleasure hunting and you cut him loose by himself he, you were gonna pull him off a tree with a raccoon in it you know mm-hmm. and then for me you know for me and i'd say the competition hunts he just couldn't really always hold it together for me you know i think they they've done some winning with him here late you know local stuff but he was like that man he it was a coon tree but just had these little quirks and i just couldn't get him to hold it together yeah. for a 90 minute cast you know yeah which uh, a lot of people won with jackson that which i got him he's done eight knocking on nine when i when i had him i guess eight or maybe just turned eight i don't remember but anyways low end strike dog and i just couldn't catch a break i'd i'd treat two coons and somebody beat me just by strike and i won a few casts got him in a truck hunt uh one early night or two at the world um uh, like I said, Country, I just couldn't catch a break. He's he's platinum champion. I think he won thir- about $30,000 in PKC. Just couldn't couldn't hold it together for me. Maybe Where's he at? Where's he at now? Johnny Hamilton bought him for me. I sold him, uh, took him to Texas to the Lone Star last year, which uh, it'll be next week. So he's been gone about a year. And I just... I um I took him out there, just got beat both nights. He just roamed and just I don't know. He didn't look good, and I was I was aggravated, and I had my my mind elsewhere at the time, and other than coon hunting, so I decided right then I'd sell him, and I didn't hunt for a few months, and then uh I guess like I said that'd have been January, and I didn't hunt till about june or july i guess june and then uh i got old cinch hey guys next time you're in the market for some new hunting gear head on over to coonhuntersupply.com and check out the razor hunting gear line razor has partnered up with yoder nylon to bring some of the sharpest and best designed briar proof gear on the market they have their own line of hunting gear like coats bibs chaps vests and more also check out the newly released razor z1 light It includes a double walk light, bright double red lights, tight and bright main beam, and a razor sharp green laser. Head on over to coonhuntersupply.com and get yours ordered today. He's off rodeo and Charles Vanderford's sky female. He's been a natural. Kevin Robertson started him. uh, He'd run tree a little bit. He wouldn't hunt too good when I first got him. I just... I just got him and started hunting by himself, and like I said, he wouldn't go too too well by himself. So I'd get him on the side by side, and in the evening times, I'd kind of ride him around down here in these bottoms behind my house, and he got to where he was hunting pretty good. But man, he's been he's been an easy one to train. Um, I've, very few times have I had to get on him. He's like the oldest acting young dog ever i think he's 18 months old if he can turn 19 months old in, in about a week and uh man i shoot i love him big old mouth hunts good accurate that's his strong point he, he's accurate uh sure he's he just got a good personality he just he's my buddy well for the people that don't know um you work for mr wipeout himself barry kitty how does uh how does Barry feel about you toting the mojo the mojo dogs around? Well, 
you get on my Facebook. Uh, I talked him into into putting on a, a mojo shirt here a few weeks ago. So <laughs> he said he he said he has been hacked or been been tricked or something. So uh, nah, he don't mind it. He he likes him. Uh, he'll probably kill me for tell, telling this, but me and him went hunting last when they last week. And uh, he cut his loose on one side of the road. And it, it was just luck. I'm sure it would have been the same way if we had cut loose on opposite sides. He cut loose on one side of the road, and I cut loose on the other. His uh, his struck real quick. Mine went there five, 600 yards before he said anything. And um, I think his made a den. They actually got treated about the same exact time. His had a den. I just walked in there to mine. He had a coon. I cut him loose and about two and a half minutes later he was 150 yards just fell tree well had another cone and uh barry's still up there like i said barry had a den he uh he didn't cut his loose he was running something uh cut mine loose the third time he went about 300 yards in two or three minutes fell tree had a third cone pulled him off it and uh he didn't go 50 yards that time, fell tree. He had a fourth cone. By that time, Barry didn't get back over there, and I, I knocked up one of them out to him and put him in the box, and uh, we drove around, and about that time, uh, his dog got treed, and we, we knocked it out to him. We then treed five singles and was back home about 7.30. That's more cones than we got in all of Walker County. <laughs> this wasn't no... I wouldn't say no great spot. They they've kind of went in there and cut a little bit of it, but uh, it wasn't just just terrible. But there's coons in there. I'll say that. But uh, I, I took he's looking good. I took him to a hunt that following night, and uh, drew out with uh, ex world champion Brian Turner. He uh, he won the world championship in 1997. He's got one off of Mojo semen and a female that's a granddaughter to Mojo, and she put it on us. She, uh, We had a good hunt. I think I had 50 and third and first out of the truck. Another dog had first and first, was split with first and first. So uh, Then Brian's trees three. Mine ends up treeing mm. tree one more. So I'm sitting at, I think, three and a quarter. Brian's got 400. And, was, uh, that, was that an hour or ninety minute hunt? Ninety minutes. No, I'm sorry. I think Brian's got four fifty, and I'm sitting at three and a quarter. I get treed right there at the end for the win, and they're going there, and I got a, I got a den tree. I'd have been, I'd have beat him by a quarter if I'd have had that one. And then they hunted off, and Brian ended up winning it, winning it all. So he's been looking good. Uh, I went night four last. He treed four singles. So I think I'm going to go to Vicksburg, Mississippi this weekend and see if I can't break the streak with him down there at the pro hunt. Is he a fall or spring dog? There'll be a spring one-year-old. I hope you go over there and win it all, my buddy. So that kind of kind of gets me up to date as far as the dogs goes. Well, something I wanted to ask you about is my buddy Mason's been judging, judge the PKC World Hunt, 
uh, got done at the Invitational. Been been judging some of the some of the uh, the bigger hunts we're having nowadays. What what? I, mean, I know the answer. I know why you're judging it. But uh, what got you into judging, and and what's that like opposed to be out there hunting? You know, stress level, I guess. I think it's more stressful to be honest with you. Where uh, you're out there handling, you I mean, a, a good handler pays attention to all dogs, but uh, you really only got to focus on one. Where you judging, you you gonna have to, you got to focus on four, make sure somebody trees ain't moving or got to keep everybody in order um kevin robertson is probably one of the best judges i've ever had he's uh he's firm but he's fair and he uh i think i get a lot from from him he uh he, he's taught me a lot about how to judge how to keep a cast in order um i mean we're only human I, i've made mistakes i'm sure i've made calls that people probably don't agree with but I'm, uh, I feel like I'm fair with everyone. I'm not one that <clears throat> you may try to get in my ear and, and talk me into something, but uh, right or wrong, when I when I make a decision, I'm 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 sticking with it. May not always be right, but and if I make a mistake, I'll I'll back up and and fix it if it's if it's something that's obvious. But um, I don't know. I and. I, I guess I never really started until last year at the World Hunt. And they'd asked me to judge a late round on Friday night. And uh, I went out there and, and judged it. And they asked me to stay and help on Saturday night. And I got there to help Saturday night. And they gave me, and Shane Patton kind of pulled me away. He said, uh, he said I think I'm going I'm to make you the man tonight. What are you talking about? He said, I want you to judge the final round of the, the world hunt. And, uh, I mean, I was kind of excited. But uh, it, it is a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Uh, and you got you got three veterans out there that doing all they can to win. So you got to make try to keep everybody happy the best you can and do the right thing, especially when you got a camera in your face. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That added pressure of the camera. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, you don't you don't don't only have uh, three three hunters and a, a panel member out there. You got all these all, the, uh, all these Facebook hunters like me sitting yeah, at home watching it. All these chat, all these Facebook professionals out there yeah. uh, watching it. So you know that, that speaks a lot. I mean, I've, you know. I've, <clears throat> How, what you've done in the sport, you know, that that Shane asked you to stay and judge it, you know? Mm-hmm. It meant a lot. And then uh, I think uh, not long after that, Greg Greg Maynard asked me to judge, I think it was the Adamsville Final Four truck hunt. I judged it, and uh, they've asked me to judge a few more. And then I think back in – Back in March or April, I judged fifty thousand dollar hunt up here at Wheeler, and then Scott Engel invited me to the Randy Morgan Scott Engel Invitational to judge it, and I, I think that was huge. That's probably one of the funnest hunts I've ever been to. Yeah, I didn't know you. I think I called you in the middle of one of the casts up there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a lot of pressure, and uh, I got to judge at Mark Hall's Invitational this year too. They 
uh, Josh and Kayla's filmed one of those and filmed me busting my tail, falling over a mm-hmm. cypress knee. So, but uh, I enjoyed it. It was elite. You judge elite the first elite hunt, or what was it, elite handler series? You judge judge their first hunt, didn't you? Yeah, I judged the first uh, EHS hunt. Uh, we had it here at my house. Uh, Billy Bell, Michael Ward, and I guided and judged, and we had a good hunt. Uh, the weather didn't really cooperate. We had a little rain, but that was the worst part about it. Then, then we're doing all right. Um, and they've they've asked me to to judge the first uh, elite tournament they're going to have. I think in March. So uh, that'll be that'll be here before we know it. I think it's going to be like a twelve dog deal the top 12 i don't know and i ain't gonna release any details i don't i don't know enough about it to, to release and it ain't mine to release so right but uh yeah i take a lot of pride in, in judging these hunts and um i don't know they i must be doing something right because they keep inviting me back or, or they or they oh, scrape it sucker one of the two yeah. the bottom of the barrel i can't find nobody else that's it <laughs> anytime somebody has me a scorecard i just tell them i'm dyslexic and hand it back because i can't hardly i can't i couldn't i couldn't judge and hunt at the same time i, I know that I, I can't keep up with all of it well most of these casts at least the ones i go to yet everybody's gonna know who's who the winner is at the end of the hunt so lots of times i'll go half the hunt without even writing anything down I can, I'm pretty good at keeping every, everybody's numbers in my head. So, what's what's the big plan for Sense? What's what's your goals for him? I mean, obviously, we've all got the same goals, but what's the immediate future look like for him? Uh, I'd like to see his picture on front of the magazine come Super Steak time, but I don't know. It's uh, big shoes to fill. Uh, I think he's capable, but he's just got to hold it together and go from there. Uh, I, I like what he's doing. I like how he's been looking. If he can just uh, keep on keeping on, I guess. I'd like to, like I said, I'm going to Vicksburg this week, and I'd like to win it. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> he's, uh, I don't know. I like him. Uh, we'll just, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. He may, uh, I may go out to the pen one tomorrow and he'd be gone. So you, you can't ever tell about these dogs. No, it seems like the good ones disappear and the bad ones you can't get rid of. Or some good ones will get sick and the bad ones, nothing ever happens to them. Yep. Well, as far as the hunts you've been in and handling, what, what would you say your biggest accomplishment as far as winning a hunt? What would you say it's been to this date? Mm. Or what? What? What made you the most excited, or et cetera? Um, I don't know. Winning the state youth hunt when I was a kid—that that meant a lot to me. I guess uh, the night that I made Pete gold champion, I went to a two or three hundred dollar pro classic in Hamilton, and C- Connor Morris made us hunt it off. If I split, Pete's a gold champion. If I take third or fourth. He's still silver, and uh, I tree the only coon I drew up with uh, David Haynes hunting Meg, Connor Morris hunting Packer Punch, and Jake Robinson hunting some dog that he didn't keep long. But uh, we ended up walking up on Pete 
chewing on a dead coon going to the first tree and <laughs> they didn't know it but i i kind of he was kind of in line jake's dog but i made him I, I figured that's what he's doing he was chewing on something i knew he'd sit there the whole cast and and chew on it if i didn't get him gone so i kind of wafted him over him and it was an old dead coon but it'd been there for it'd been dead for a while so uh got him off it and recut him and uh he ended up going and treating the only coon of the cast i think meg ended up making a slick or two uh jake's made i think a den or two and then punch made a, a den a, a den right there at the end of the hunt and i treated the only coon so i won first right there that pro classic um i think it was twelve sixteen hundred dollars something like that and uh i guess that meant a lot to me and i went that following weekend to another one and, and got in the final four vet split he was on a roll right there and he's done nine ten year old at this time this would have been uh 21 he was yeah he'd have been knocking on 10 about nine and a half year old um that and then getting the final four at truck hunt that, that meant a lot to me but uh i i've not really done too much i think i've won about between pro sport and pkc between 25 and 30,000 i think there's about 16 17 pkc and then uh that second paid 8500 and i know i've got three more in i think it pays a thousand each so uh i don't know between 25 and 30,000 altogether which is a drop in the bucket compared to what most of these people are winning nowadays but at the same time you know you're 28 you know and and you you haven't you know you're not out you know a full-time handler is getting you know just dogs the hottest thing out there pushed to them every week you know yeah yeah i'm between uh just financially and and everything i I don't get to go like i'd love to i'd love to be somewhere tonight we had one over here at our club tonight i wanted to go to but uh, uh i bought this podcast so it's I guess the older I get, the the more priorities <laughs> I'm having. Uh, I'm getting them in order, I guess you could say. Uh, a year or two ago, I'd, I'd have said, uh, I had to get with you later, Seth. I'm going to this hunt. But, um, but anyways, I think I've had this, I bought this, and I guess a couple months ago, and it's, it really blew up. It, I didn't figure it'd be, which, CHE was was big already, but um, the sponsors that's reached out to me, uh, Razor, Johnny Watkins, uh, Conkey's Outdoors, Joy Dog Feed. I got one more coming. Uh, it's like an ATV parts, uh, off-road parts. A guy reached out, and we, we're working. We're in the works of something right now, too, uh, for Joey Goforth. So. I'm good. I'll... Uh... I gotta get some parts for this buggy that broke down over there at Joby, so I'll definitely uh, look them up. So. I broke a tire rod on my new Can Am this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna have to buy one as well. So well, we we said something about Wesley the other day and a dog I got from Wesley. I went over to Wesley's house, I guess Sunday night and hunted mm-hmm. out of that Can Am he's got, and I think this Honda is about to be up for sale. <laughs> I love my Defender. I don't know what I ain't been to Wesley's and. I think it's knocking on a year, but 
These uh these can ams are the way to go. I wouldn't trade. Yes, I wouldn't he's got trade. a defender over there. I wouldn't trade uh, five players for a can am. Yeah, I like that thing. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I just felt like you know you had a cool story and the people probably wanted to hear it and and uh, you've been good to me and I I remember uh, obviously I don't competition as much as as much as you had or as much as I I want to but you know as these kids get older I'll uh, I'll hit the road some more but I just thinking uh, I guess the biggest hunt I've ever been in you know I find a couple of pro sport truck hunts but. When I hunted in that uh, the Michael Moody hunt up in Junction, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think the hunt had been over ten minutes. And I think you were the first person to reach out to me, man, and uh, oh, that's yeah. always stuck out to me. And and uh, they wouldn't shoot. They, I was hoping he was winning it. We're gonna win it. <clears throat> they wouldn't. There wasn't nobody there pulling for you like I was. I tell you what, a lot of people don't know is. <laughs> That dog's handler that night. First of all, I hunted the whole hunt without a single working. I had two tracking systems on, and neither one of them were working. <laughs> I cost her 75 on a tree because I knew she was tree, but it was echoing real bad. I didn't know where she was. I treated her, cost her 75 because she wasn't there. And uh, a little old dog, people give me heck about it. A little old dog went about 20 minutes left. I had to go tree a cone for me to win, and she went and pulled another one out of the hat for me, so. Hopefully, uh, me and her could hold it together a little bit longer. I'd like to get her. Uh, I looked a couple months ago. I'd, I'd like to get about seventeen hundred dollars one on her. Get her on the all-time winningest blue dog list. And, and uh, I don't know. I got crazy out here now. I guess I need to. I think she lacks about thirteen or fourteen for being a gold champion. So yeah. But. So uh, something I want to touch on for you. Before we get out of here is uh the pro sport four-wheeler hunt well, let's back up you are uh you're part of the the ukc or is it the alabama Coon Hunter yeah, Association? It's, the, it's the alabama state Hunter association and and uh long story i got asked to be on it and and uh just kind of like you said a minute ago the ukc um uh, i was always under the presumption that it was a uh, the alabama state Hunter association was connected to ukc um and i was digging into it i found out that it wasn't they just host the ukc state hunt every year so when i got on the board i i knew i knew that we needed to close we needed to uh, let that be known that we weren't strictly uh, you know tied or biased or whatever to ukc so i started making plans to you know maybe do some pro classics whatever put on you know and and uh but my main goal was a youth hunt you know and and uh we kind of changed some things and and changed the pad on our state hunt you know where and times have changed nobody wants to hunt for a trophy you know so so we did our ukc state hunt we did some stuff and pay out and had a good turnout and raised put a bunch of money in the account so uh i knew it was time to to kind of bridge that gap i guess between the with the state association and and it being strictly alabama state Cooners association not you know tied to the ukc so 
and I want to do something for the kids. So uh, I got with Maynard, and we're going to host the first pro sport youth hunt, and it's going to be a four-wheeler hunt right here in Detroit, Alabama. You got to, is it full? It's full. I think it sold out in under two hours. Wow. So I've been getting a bunch of phone calls about, you know, people, did, 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 Mike, did I get my entry or did I get waitlisted? And I, I got the list from Maynard today. So hopefully behind, by the time we get this, uh, Mason gets his podcast out, I can we can get that list published so people will know to, know to put the pennies back or not. That's right. Well, it's gonna come in today's Tuesday. It's gonna come out Thursday. But yeah, uh, y'all got yeah, a big, we got a busy, busy, busy month coming up here in Alabama. Yeah, um, got a. Don't y'all have a big state hunt, state youth hunt? Uh, was it Clanton? Yeah, we we normally have a really big state youth hunt. Um, we actually just had our UKC state youth hunt. Um, we moved it and we didn't have the turnout we normally have um uh, i think we moved it too close it's just so hard to find a date nowadays with everything going on mm-hmm. um we moved it it was right before christmas and you know i, I don't think we will use that date again but um but it went good and then i don't have as much to do with that as other people do on the the board of directors there that's kind of their deal i'm more just to set up tables and do with that but man they, they do such a good job they uh they have the game wardens come in which that makes me nervous but <laughs> right they have the game wardens come in and and do a little presentation talk to them and they have people come in with all these like, makes me even more nervous but they snakes and they tell them hey stay away from me it's it's a big deal man I, i'm really proud to be a part of it but i can't take much credit for it so yeah but, well, I mean, yeah, things, things are looking up now. You know, we got. I think in the month of February, we got. I think Pro Sport just released a a truck hunt in Wadawi. The first of February. Then we got the youth hunt. Then we got the PKC state hunt. And then we've got what? What does PKC got? Uh, at Good Springs. Oh, the PKC truck hunt. Truck hunt. Is a good springs all in February, March, right there together. So, mm-hmm. I think in March you got, uh, I don't know, there's a hundred thousand dollar hunt or two, something like that. And then I don't know, there's a bunch of hunts right here in the next two or three months. And you got uh, the world hunt, uh, right after that. And then oh, there's one every weekend, it seems like somewhere. You gonna try to hunt? The, you gonna try to hunt Sanchez to qualify? They got a Ripley. Yeah, yeah. It's only about forty-five minutes from my house, so as long as I'm I'm able, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it. Well, if one of these idiots of mine have their head on straight, I might come up and spend the weekend with you. Well, come on. Well, we've got about we've got over an hour worth, so. If we'll wind her down, I appreciate you asking. I figure this would be something good to let the listeners listen to. It may bore them to death. I don't know. But uh, come a long ways from just an old washed-up coal red bone. I can't say the same. <laughs> um, I don't know. I may. I, I, 
I seem to have the worst luck in some of these hunts, like I said last weekend. <clears throat> you usually tree two coons around here. You got 300 or 325, I don't remember what I had. You're going to win most hunts around here, and that's the way I get beat. I, I think most other casts didn't tree near that many, but that's the way it goes sometimes. It'll keep, come around. He keeps knocking on the door, he'll, he'll get paid. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, I enjoyed it, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, everybody listening, if you haven't already, go go check out Conkey's Outdoors, uh, Razor Hunting Supply, or Razor Hunting Gear, and uh, go buy you a bag of Joy Dog Feed. They uh, they help support. All three of them support the coon hunters more than any other company that I can think of, and they, they've been good to, to me and Coon Hunting University, so that goes for you too, Seth. Yes, sir. And one more thing. I did not put that snake in that bathtub. Oh, yeah, we got to tell them about that real quick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell them myself because my wife does not know about this to this day, so I guess you'll find out Thursday when she listens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you don't tell it to me. Oh man, uh, it don't matter. I can tell it. Uh, we actually was talking about this particular hunt where Brandy treed one of her first coons up there in, in Kentucky before the the junction truck hunt. And it was me, you, Marlon Norris, and Bubba Sullivan. Y'all two go back. Uh, me, Marlon, keep hunting. We didn't hunt much longer, thirty minutes or so, and. Uh, we come in and he said, uh, you go ahead and go in there, take a shower. I'll take care of these dogs. So I can jump in when you get done. So I said, all right. So I go in there, take my clothes off, turn the water on. I step hang in. on, hang on, hang on. So me and Bubba had already taken a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Not together, not together, no, separately. But, uh, we had taken a shower. Not long before this. Right. Yeah. I'm still wet. Like my hair's still wet. And if I remember correctly, you didn't have your clothes off yet. Uh, you, come, I, you come in there the first time with your clothes on, and he said, "Hey, put the snake in the bathtub." And I was like, "Oh man," because Marlon always got that rubber snake. He messes around. He messes around with. I said, "Oh man, Marlon probably put that snake in there." If I'm not mistaken, you came back in there with a little bit less clothes on. Almost like you believed me for a second that it was that that, we, that it was that rubber snake. I don't remember, but I know I went back in there and it was not a rubber snake. <laughs> uh, I to my to this day I have no idea where that thing came from. I, I don't know either, but I went to stepping in it <clears throat> in that shower and uh, he went to squirming around. I don't think any of us hardly slept that night. No. To, about took four or three of us to kill it. Yeah. I remember Bubba woke up in the middle of the night screaming, crying because of a cramp. Man, he gets cramped. We were hunting lambs the other night. I made him drink a damn pity light on the way down there. <laughs> you had to get out and stretch. Well, so, but, uh, yeah, I guess my wife's probably never going back to the Kentucky house again. So. Yeah, I was wondering if you'd ever told her because you told me oh, you'd, heck no. you'd whoop me if, uh, if I ever said anything about it. I did get that old uh, 
I got that drywall fixed in there finally, though. We had to cut it out. We had that leak up there, so she liked that better. <laughs> but, uh, well, all right, man, let's wrap it up. I, I enjoyed it, Mason. Um, I'm try to get up there with you and bring one of these pot liquors and try to get one on qualify with you. All right, well, come on. I said it ain't, what is it, middle next month, so you don't got much time to get ready. Uh, I just use that as an excuse. I don't have enough time. <laughs> Well, buddy, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll get this out, and we'll, uh, I got a few others. I'm going to get lined up to, to interview for too long, and I appreciate everybody listening to CHU and keeping uh, keeping them numbers up. Go like, share, Facebook page, tell your friend, tell your wife, whoever. Well. I appreciate it, Seth, and uh, I'm going to get rounded up here, and it won't be too long. I'll be ready for bed. Have a good one, brother. All right. We'll see you.